So today on the episode, I have Veronica Klinis. She is the founder of Vulnerable AF. Such a great topic to start a discussion on. Uh, vulnerability is, it is a hard, courageous, brave thing to do. And when we start talking about it in the episode, we talk about how it actually deepens our connection, our intimacy with um, our friends, uh, partners, and why it's so important. Because when we aren't being vulnerable, we kind of put up a wall and you're, you're not able to make those deeper connections. And so today I want you just to keep an open mind. And there's a lot of great knowledge and information here that she shares also about us taking responsibility that when we are being vulnerable, we can't predict or that what the other person's going to say, or we can't, they're not there to hold us safe. We need to make sure that we're taking responsibility and holding ourselves safe. It's such a great topic that we dive deep into. So I hope you get a lot of knowledge from this and some insight and just keep an open mind and share your feedback with me. Welcome to the Intuitively Guided Podcast. My name is Holly Knicken and I'm an intuitive healer, a Reiki master, and a love of all things that have to do with our body, mind, spirit, and soul. I'm on a mission to bring awareness to our mental well-being and how we're all connected how what we focus on, we attract more of that into our life, and how your energy and vibration is everything. You are way more powerful than you even know. You have the ability to heal yourself within with the right tools, mindset, nutrition, and knowledge. If you are looking to take full responsibility and create the life of your desires, you have showed up in the correct spot. My intention for this podcast is to give you the tools, resources, and stories that can inspire you, motivate you, and give you what you need in order to give you lasting change. I believe to live your fullest life, you have to clear out the garbage, which is your past difficulties you've experienced in life, in order to create the life of your dreams. I am so excited that you are here with me today. So let's click that like and follow button so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. Now let's get started. So I'm so excited to have you here. Um, If you could just, Veronica, tell us a little bit about yourself, like a little background of how you got to where you are and what you're doing now. Totally. So my name is Veronica Kalinas, and I am the founder of Vulnerable AF. I am an intimacy coach. I also help women communicate authentically and powerfully in their relationships, in their life, in their business. And what Vulnerable AF is, it's a community and workshop series that encourages vulnerability and deeper connection in a brave space. So I've been leading workshops all around the world for the past three years, online, in person. And um, yeah, I'm really passionate about helping people become more brave in their lives and creating the freedom that they want to have in their their communication, in their stories, in their business, and and just living, living a turned on and expansive life. So... And yeah, you know, I, I got to where I am or I started, you know, diving down the path of vulnerability 
because I struggled with vulnerability. It's hard for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I still struggle with it. It's still like the, the thing that has been my, my biggest pain and my biggest fear. Right. And, um, I started walking down this path, uh, about three years ago. And I, I mean, I've been, I've been on the personal journey, personal development path, a personal growth path for many years. Um, but you know, even while I was on that path, there was still this mask that I was wearing this, this armor that I was wearing around my heart with people in my life. I, I wasn't willing to share and be, you know, my most authentic self because I was worried about what people thought. I was afraid of rejection. Um, you know, and I still wasn't really letting people in and I found myself attracting and having the same kind of relationships over and over again, you know, emotionally unavailable relationships. Um, you know, relationships that don't last very long, uh, you know, kind of surface level friendships. I mean, I, I, ha- I I'm grateful that I, I've had incredible friends, but like I had some, a lot of surface level kind of connections, um, especially in the entrepreneurial world and the you know, social media world. Right. And I realized, you know, at one point it was, you know, 2019 and or it just, it, it was the end of 2018, I had just come back from Burning Man and I met this guy. I really liked him. Him and I connected very quickly. I showed him all the cool parts about me. And, uh, you know, then, you know, three weeks later, he stopped answering my texts. And this has happened before. And it was just, I was just at this breaking point of like, damn it. Like, this is, this has happened before. Why does this keep happening? What is that? What's wrong with me? Why I, you know, I showed him all the cool parts about me. Why, how come he doesn't want to know me more, connect with me or stay with me? And I realized, you know, it was up to me in that moment that it wasn't him. It wasn't them. It wasn't my friend. It was, it was me. And I wasn't being vulnerable with anybody. I wasn't really letting anybody in. And that's why I didn't have the relationships that I wanted to have, the the deep, romantic, sexy, turned on relationship that I wanted to have was because I wasn't willing to be vulnerable and authentic. And I wasn't willing to drop the armor around my heart and let people fully in. And that's when I created Vulnerable AF. And I I just so badly wanted to have a space where we can just talk and have real conversations and and vulnerability was really welcomed. And I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't have, you know, at least in my circle, I, I didn't know that that existed. So I started Vulnerable AF and it, you know, it started with six people at a dinner table. And now, you know, I've, it's a workshop series where I, I lead this work all around the world and I've launched my one-on-one coaching practice from it. I've launched group programs. I've taught other people how to lead their own Vulnerable AF workshop and yeah, it just, it turned into, um, this, this obsession with, with connection with vulnerability and communication skills. And, and, um, yeah, my life has just been exponentially different since I started vulnerable AF. Like it, you know, I have, I have real relationships. I have deeper friendships. Like I, I actually, the guy that I, was hung up over that time, you know, that in 2018, him and I actually were in a monogamous relationship for a year and we lived in Bali, we moved to Bali and we lived in Bali. Yeah. together. I moved to Bali. Like it, like my life has, has, has just changed so much because I've been willing to be vulnerable and take off the mask. 
Wow. Um, I can relate to so much of what you've said. (laughs) (laughs) I really can. And I feel like so many people listening will be able to relate as well. I uh, was in the vicious cycle of the same, attracting the same type of relationships. I have been very vulnerable within my business. So I feel like that area I'm really good at, but in my personal life, that's where it's harder. Totally. For me me to be vulnerable. It's hard because then they get to see the raw and everything about you. And then it's almost like if they reject that, which it's fine because not everybody's going to be in sync with you, but we have those human feelings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's more at stake. There's more at risk with the people that are closest to you right? It's, it's, there's another level of needing to protect ourselves, right? Like protect ourselves, not from them, but from our, from us, from our, from, from how we feel. Like I, I know years ago, I didn't know how to be disappointed. Like I didn't know how to hold my own disappointment. I didn't know how to hold my, the bigness of my feelings, my sadness. Like I didn't know how to like hold all of that. So I avoided it. Right. I avoided feeling that. Suppressing. I, I know I didn't learn how to feel emotions until I was like in my thir- early thirties, like what? No, I can't feel them. They're like, we have so much other stuff going on in this world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my, mm-hmm. my problems aren't that big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least yeah. that's what I always told myself is mm-hmm. we've got other things going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so how, how do you, when someone, when a client or someone comes to you and it's like, I've noticed people will sometimes have a wall up or they're just, they don't, they get very uncomfortable even talking about their feelings or opening up. How do you suggest someone start this journey of being vulnerable when it's I think so uncomfortable? Totally. Well, first it's getting really clear about what do you have about being uncomfortable, right? Yeah. And honoring the discomfort instead of trying to make it bad and wrong. Can you right. welcome the discomfort, welcome the, 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 the not so good feelings, the sadness, the, the grief, the anger, um, and, and see what comes from there. Because from that place, when we can honor our feelings, honor the parts of us that want to hide, that want to run, that feel unworthy, that feel sad, that feel um, rejected and abandoned. Like that is when gifts and beauty can actually open. Right. When we can actually honor those parts instead of trying to do something like bypass it or trying to fix it and find a solution. It's like the gift is really leaning in. Right. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your story just because it's so raw and real and so many people go through it, but they, they avoid or they do something else to, and so many people can relate to, I I believe your story. And so what are techniques you recommend for people who struggle with like abandonment? Cause I think abandonment is a huge one and trying to open up and feel in a safe place, especially in romantic relationships. Mm, That's a really good question. Yeah. I think, I think the more that you 
surround yourself with people that you want to be surrounded with, the difference that the bigger difference it'll make. Right. Right. Like I think the the more, the more you are yourself, the more that you are willing to be vulnerable about who you are and what you want, the, the, the more you'll be able to sniff out the bullshit, right? Uh, the easier yeah. it'll get to like really sniff out, like, you know what, this person is not who I want to share with. Right. Right. And really, really checking in with yourself. Like, can I trust this person? Can I trust that this person can hold my vulnerability? Oh, that's so good. Because not everybody can hold your vulnerability. And if, and if there's a part of you that doesn't feel that I tell my clients to trust that. Right. And doesn't mean that that maybe, maybe that person won't open up to you or that person might, the, the way they're being might shift, or maybe your, your connection with them might shift and open up, but it's like really, really going in and trusting yourself. Right. That's, that's a big word that I've been um, for the last year is like, Holly, trust, you just trust. And that's a hard one when you haven't trusted yourself. Hi, everyone. I just wanted to stop in here for a quick moment and just let you know about my free community on Facebook. If you're not already a part of it, I'll leave the link in the show notes and it's called the intuitive healing community. It's a group where I like to share tools, resources, and information to help you on your healing journey, to help you heal past wounds, childhood trauma, and release any limiting beliefs or blockages that you might still hold on to, to be able to create that life that you desire, to also connect the body, mind, and soul together to have that more expansive healing journey, and also to connect you to the spiritual side of things with the universe, guides, and angels as well. If you feel compelled, I'd love to have you join this free group. There's so much value just for free. So come on over. I can't wait to see you there. Okay. So you touched on a really great point there where you said you have to be, when you're sharing your vulnerability, when you're sharing that space, you have to make sure that they're able to hold that for you. Because what happens if what happens when someone shares that vulnerable side and it isn't safe? Hmm. So I want to go back to what I said about them holding it for you, right? Okay. So I want to, and when I say hold, when when you're when you're being vulnerable with someone, you don't want to go in there with the expectation that they're going to hold hold something for you, right? There's a willingness that you have to be. You, there's a responsibility that you have to be able to own and hold within yourself, right? Like, okay, this is, this is, this is mine. This is my truth. This is my, this is my desire to share this vulnerable truth because I desire to have a connection with this person. Right. And I, and and I'm doing this in service to deeper connection. Right. And I have no expectation of them holding something for me. Right. But yeah, like I have a, I have a desire and a, a desire for my vulnerability to be welcomed, right? I can't control how you respond or how you react to what I say to you, mm-hmm. but I can control how I respond and what I say, right? So, so yeah, like going back to what you said about trusting, you know, it, what if it's not, um, 
what if what if you are hurt, right? What if what if what if something does happen, right? What do you do? And and it's still it goes back to you, right? If something happens, can you be with that? Can you be with yourself? Can you can you be vulnerable with someone and 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 maybe it's that person, maybe it's someone that you know and trust and say I feel hurt. I told this person something very vulnerable and they they left or they didn't react the way that I had hoped for and I feel hurt, right? And it's like really going back to self-responsibility, self-ownership because here's the thing, why why vulnerability has such a bad rep or or not that it has a bad rep, but it's it's so scary and people don't do it is because we put too much responsibility onto other people. The expectations of how expectations. we, yeah. I, I, I shared this vulnerable thing with you. You're like, you should like it. You should, you should react differently, right? When you have that expectation, you're immediately making it about them or making it about you. You're making it about, oh, I'm doing this. So that way you should respond to me differently, right? right. Like, vulnerability, I'll tell everybody right now, it's risky. There's no guarantee. I can tell you, I can tell you that I love you, Mm -hmm. right? Holly, I love you. And you might be like, you might not, you're like, maybe there's a, your truth is like, I don't feel that way about you. I don't know you. Right. And there's, I'm saying that without the, with a risk, right. There's no guarantee that you're going to say it in return. And I have no expectations for you to say, say it in return. I just have a hope and desire that maybe you would, because I, you know, that would, that would probably make me feel great. But at the same time, like if I'm saying it, because I just want you to know this and I, that's just true for me and it's on my heart. And that's, I have no expectations from you only to be vulnerable and be brave and be the, be, be my truth. Right. And when you go in there with this like expectation that you need to get something in return, then that's manipulative. Right. Yes. The energy of manipulation. Right. And it's like for people hearing that, you're probably like, wait, I'm not manipulating, but really like owning that part. Like, is there some energy of manipulation behind it? Right. Yeah. And it's, it's so common. I see it in relationships where it's like, oh, well, I told you, I love you. What you don't care about me and stuff like that. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, yeah, there's this expectation. And then that doesn't make it vulnerable anymore. It makes it, it makes it, that's when it becomes needy and it becomes a different energy. And that's when the fear comes in. That's why people are like, oh, I don't want to be needy. I don't want to, I don't want to seem too needy. I don't want to seem too much if I say this thing, right? Because deep down, there's a part of you that, that probably thinks that you are too much or deep down, there's a part of you that is being needy, right? Either you can own that I, I'd rather someone who is afraid of being too much, just really own, you know what? I am too much. I am a lot. And I want a lot of attention. I want a lot of space and that's what I want. Or I need you. I really need you right now. Like, I'd rather you tell me that and say that to me than, than like act like you're not. And then that's when the muckiness and the shadowy ways of communicating and relating get in the way. Yeah, uh, no, I, I totally agree. And I think it's, it's better to tell people, this is what I want. This is what I need. If you can't show up for me that way, then maybe we need to reevaluate. Like if this is like, I think in a, 
in a romantic relationship. Like this is what I need right now. And like, there's always compromise and stuff like that, but don't hide from the real you because they're eventually going to see it. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll come out eventually. Right. And, and it's like, even, even just naming, like really going back to full, like full ownership, self-responsibility. Like I feel sad. I'm scared of saying this to you because I'm afraid that you're going to not like it. Or I'm afraid that you're going to leave. If I say this vulnerable thing, are you open to hearing something? Are you open to, can I share something vulnerable with you? Right. Like really, I think like going back to vulnerability and like how to say something vulnerable, right. It's, it's, it comes back to conversational consent too. Like, can I share this with you? Are you open to that? Like, even if I have something really vulnerable and like really, really big that I need to share with a friend, I need, you know, I really need a sister and I need, I need her to like, listen to me. I'm like sad about a guy. And even when I'm like, Oh, I want to go message her right now. I, or call her, I check in like, Hey, are you available? Something just happened. I really need a friend or I need, I really need you to need someone to just listen to me for a couple of minutes. Are you open to that? Are you available for 15 minutes? Are you, I have something like really vulnerable going on in my life or I have like something vulnerable to share. Can, are you, are you available to hold me? Are you available to listen to me? Right. Like really getting that consent because that way we can be like really, really clear and in full self-responsibility and check in. Cause maybe, maybe that friend isn't there, isn't available. They're like, you know what? I have a call right now. I'm not available to hear you, but I will be in an hour or I'm not, you know what? Something's going, something big is going on. Like my kid is throwing up and I'm just not available to listen to you right now, but I, I would love to but please share a voice note with me. And I, I, I will, I will listen to it later. I'll listen to it tomorrow and respond to you. Like that way we just get that, that validation that we're, that we're low key seeking for. Right. right? Yeah. Like we just get that consent. And then that way we're just super clear. Like, okay. My friend, Jesse isn't available to listen to me right now, but maybe Holly is right. I like, I like that practice of like asking if they are, cause you know, maybe they have something going on right now and they mentally, they can't handle something else. Yeah, totally. And then, and then, and then that's when we make it wrong, make it bad. Right. Like, oh, I shared something really vulnerable with this person and they, they weren't even present with me. They were, they didn't listen to me or like they, they were like, they, you know, like, like whatever, whatever the thing that we the stories we create, the stories we create. Right. And it's like, wow. when we could just get super clear about what we need and what's going on for us. And with the, 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 not the expectation that it, that it, that we're going to get what we want right now in this moment, but it, it's like really taking on that, taking that on as a practice. Yes. Okay. So I want to ask something, cause I know like this has happened for me being vulnerable. It brings up a lot of emotions and feelings. And so how do you navigate with someone? Because a lot of us will not do the thing we want to do because of the feelings we have, we know what we need to do, or we know what we need to say, but we won't do it because we don't want to feel those hard feelings. And when you're being vulnerable, you have a lot of big emotions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, I, 
it's, it, I think it's about making sure you are taking the effort and the time to do your own internal work, right? Yes. Like making sure that you are hiring a mentor, you are seeing a therapist, you are seeing a coach like that, that like can hold those emotions with you, not for you, but with you. Right. Yeah. And making sure that you are like taking that, like taking that time to get more comfortable with your own feelings around big emotions. Like I used to be really uncomfortable with anger and sadness. Right. And until I got really comfortable with my own sadness and my own anger, it's actually easier for me to like have that come up or, or be with someone else in their, in their emotions and expression, because I'm so, I've done a lot of my internal work, my emotional mastery to be able to hold that. And, and yeah, like also just if maybe if you haven't done that yet, and you have a big, you have a big emotions coming up, right. And you're sharing something and something's coming up for you. Like allow it to move through you. There are emotions, emotions are energy that wants to just be moved through you. Right. And, right. and like, even if it's coming up in the moment, like I, I, you know, I remember I was like hanging out with some guy that I just met <laughs> and I was talking about something vulnerable and like tears started to come up, come up. And I liked him and I, were, I think we we're on a date or something. And I was like, oh, I noticed like, oh, there's emotions coming up right now. And I feel shy sharing them. And it was like, because I just named that, it like, it moved through me differently. Like, it wasn't like this, like, (gasps) you know, like really big thing that I thought would be huge. It actually moved through me differently when I welcomed it and named it. Like, oh my God, I noticed that I'm about to cry right now. And like, and like just owning it, like, yeah, I'm going to cry or yeah, mm, this is coming up for me. Right. And like, you know, being with it, allowing it to be there because the only way that it could, it could be processed differently is if we allow it to move through and, and yeah, it can be, it could be a lot. Like, let's say, you know, like with that guy, I asked him like, what was that like? What was that like to be with me? With, with like, with me crying, like was, you know, were you impacted? Right. Like really checking in, like, and he was like, no, it was, it was, it was fine for me. Like I actually was like really with you. Right. But like, and I didn't really know him. I didn't know what, you know, what kind of work he's done or like if he's into personal development or like, I didn't really know him yet. Right. And, and like, it was, it, it actually made us closer. Right. Yeah. It like made us closer. It was like actually created a deeper trust. And I've also been in situations where I've cried and like someone was scared of it. And right. And, and it, and it felt like embarrassing. I've been there like, oh, wow. Oh, okay. And that's why it's important to have relationships with friends, like, you know, for women listening, men listening, like to deepen your, your sisterhood, to deepen your brotherhood. You know, when that happens, like, I remember when that happened, I felt like sad and mortified. I reached out to my friend. I said, oh my God, I just cried in front of this guy. And he just, he seemed really scared. (laughs) around it and I feel like so much shame and I feel awkward 
So there's a lot of us women hold a lot of shame and guilt around our emotions big time. Mm -hmm. So do you have anything you want to talk about regarding how to let go of shame and judgment around how we are and our emotions? Because a lot of us, because we don't want to be judged, we stuff and we smother our emotions so that we don't become embarrassed or have shame around them. But the more that we do that, the more that it creates a vicious cycle. Right. Yeah. Like the more you try to act like you don't have shame, the more, the the bigger the shame spiral. Oh my God. Same shame spiral gets. Right. Yeah. So really, I think like, you know, going back to making sure you're, you're cultivating a practice with yourself, you know, going back to making sure you're doing your deep internal work, right. Getting more comfortable with your emotions as they come up. You know, something that I've been implementing in my morning practice is uh, giving myself myself five to 10 minutes to just check in with my body. And I check in like, is there something you need to feel or say or like cry or like express that I have that, you know, maybe you haven't had the opportunity to. Right. Just like that. And it's like, that's my five minutes of like just checking in. Like maybe there's a cry that needs to be needs to be felt and needs to come out like giving, giving yourself that space and time. So like the shame, the guilt, like gets smaller and smaller, right. Because you're, you're giving yourself space to like actually have it. Like I, I always invite my clients to have a, have a, a daily practice with, with your feelings and your emotions, like have some sort of ritual that you do with your feelings and your emotions, like, because they're, they're so human. We have them. So yes. we, the more, you know, I think like, I want to create a world where we're, we're not pretending that we don't have the, that we don't have these feelings. Right. So if we have them, let's create a ritual, let's create a practice. Let's like make it fun so that it's not so shameful. Right. Maybe, you know, like, like, I, I don't know if you, if you know, if you're familiar with mama Gina's work. I'm not, no, I'm not. Oh, mama Gina is this incredible woman. She founded the, the womanly, this, the womanly temple, the school of womenly are, I don't know. I forgot the name, but it's, uh, I'll send it to you, but she wrote this book called pussy reclamation. Oh, and it's so good. She has a practice called swamping. And it's like, and she also has a, a practice where like, they, you know, like where she, she's all about sisterhood, you know, reclaiming, you know, our bodies, our pleasure and our turn on. And she uh, has a, a practice called swamping and she like, you know, makes swamping like a, you know, a weekly ritual, like where she like puts a, puts a black garbage bag over her body and like, you know, puts on rage against the machine and just punches pillows, screams, screams into a pillow and like lets out her rage and like, have it be like a space space where you like are consciously doing it. And then she gets her girlfriends to they her and her girlfriends do it together. Right. It's like, can we create it like as a, as a ritual? So there's less shame around it. That sounds so good. I'm going to have to get that book because yeah. I've been like diving a little bit into more of like, cause I know like energy is everything and we have our chakras and like, but I know a lot of women hold a lot of big emotions in our sacral, which has to do with our pleasure and being able Mm -hmm. to feel pleasure. And a lot of women, I listen to sex, Emily, she has a podcast, but I forget this, the fact, but a lot of women cannot orgasm actually. And that's a big thing as well, where, cause we're holding shame and guilt there as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like that, that is like, that is like the Holy grail, 
to, you know, to activating your pleasure is actually getting more in tune with your body. Like, like the more in tuned I am with my body, with my sadness, with my grief, with my anger, like the deeper I can go, you know, in my pleasure, right. I can actually like transmute like my, my anger into turn on, like, can you allow yourself to get like really turned on by your, your anger and your grief? So there's not, so there's not shame around it anymore. Right. Um, Carolyn Elliott, she's also an incredible guide. She's a, a witch astrologer and she uh, has a book called Existential Kink. And um, she talks about the, the shadow, uh, you know, how the, the things that we complain about in our life. Yeah is actually the thing that we're most turned on by. Oh, interesting. So she has like a, a practice called existential kink where you allow yourself, you bring up the thing that you have the most shame around or that you feel really guilty about having, like maybe like, I, you know, maybe it's money. You know, maybe you're like, ah, oh, I feel so much shame that I have credit card debt. Could you allow yourself to get like turned on, right? And like go, you know, do like a self-pleasure ritual and get turned on by the, the, the cause it, there's, there's a truth. The reason why we have what we want is because deep down there's a part of us that likes it. Right. In some right. way, like for many things, it's like, um, what you, you, it's like, there's a part of you that like, likes being, you know, like staying small or likes having a certain amount in your bank account so that you don't have to get bigger. You don't have to, you don't have to, um, ask for more money. You know, like there's this part of you that's like a little kinky about it. Right. And if you can like own that part and stop feeling so much shame around it and actually like be like, yeah, I'm in debt and I have $10,000 in debt. And I, and you know what, like, I, I love it. Like, cause you like (laughs) allow yourself to like get in that practice so that there's like less grief and guilt and shame. That makes so much sense. Like, I think you just like had an, I had an aha moment there. (laughs) yeah like the thing the thing that we you know say we don't want deep down there's a and if it keeps occurring in our life like deep down there's a part of us that likes it right there's like a part of it's like oh yeah what's the part of you that like really likes being broke or like the part of you that like really likes you know dating the same guy over and over again because there's (laughs) like a part of you like is really turned on by him right or like maybe maybe like you know for me like I I I really the more I start owning my shadows and doing more existential kink and swamping you know is like you know the emotionally available man unavailable man there's a part of me that like really loves like being wanted and or like being like way and and like uh you know teasing like there's this part of me like I kept attracting that kind of guy because I I like liked it like there was a part of me like I really loved I loved uh I love waiting for him where I loved um I love the the anticipation I love the tease like and I loved it the more I just got like really like I owned it you know what actually like there's a part of it that is a part of me that part of it that like really turns me on right So can we be more in our pleasure, in our turn on and like actually radically own these parts of us that we repress, that we're ashamed of, that we don't like, you know, can we actually like just bring them up into the world and or bring them, bring them, like bring them out into, you know, bring them out, like take them out and and show them to others. And, and the more we are vulnerable about what's happening in our lives, who we are, what we're struggling with right? The, the easier it can be for people to actually feel us, to see us. All right. Like I remember, you know, I'm, I'm a part of, um, 
a couple of different women's communities. And there's one in particular that I'm, I'm really active in and, you know, we're, and it's all about like pleasure turn on and, and like, you know, I got feedback, feedback from um, one of my sisters in that, in that group. And, and she said, she's like, you know, Veronica, like, I can't feel you sometimes. Sometimes like you just share like the, the perfect thing, like, or you, you say something vulnerable, but it's like, there's something more, there's something that you're not sharing and I can feel it. And I was like, wow, thank you. Yeah, it's true. Right. And it's like, we need more of, of that, like people willing to give us honest reflections in service to deeper vulnerability, not just like, Hey, you're bad and wrong. She was like, Hey, like, I want to feel you. I can't feel you. Right. And it's like, Oh, and I'm so grateful for that kind of reflection because it really has me look, okay. Yeah. Where am I hiding? Where am, what am I protecting? Right. Right? And I get to like, be clear about that and own that. That's so good. And it's so nice that like, because she could like, people can come at you two ways, but I love how she's like, how the way she came to you, it's like a safe space of like, I want to see this and this is what's happening instead of like, where it could have went the other way. And totally, totally. And, and she asked, Hey, are you open to a reflection? Right. And because I trust her. Right. And I trust, I trust like, her, her reflection was like, not to beat me up or to make me bad and wrong. It was like, to, to connect with me to actually, actually connect with me more mm-hmm. to actually, actually, cause that's, that's what vulnerability is. Like the true vulnerability is like when you're sharing something in service to deeper connection, right? If you're sharing something in order to change them, in order to fix them, in order for them to be different, that's when it's manipulative. That's when it's, it, you're not going to get the result that you want. Right. right. Your vulnerability inspires another's another person's vulnerability for like, well, women listening, if you want your, your partner to be more vulnerable with you, yeah, your vulnerability inspires his connection and his vulnerability with you. Like okay. you, you being the one to go first, you being the one to share what's on your heart, you being the one to like show them, like, like it hurts. It hurts when you don't, when I don't hear from you. Right. It hurts me when you um, don't answer my texts. Like, you know, it's like really show, like really being, being vulnerable and not waiting for them to be different, waiting for them to be vulnerable. Right. Same as being a coach, being a leader. If you want, you know, if you are working with people and you want them to be more vulnerable and you're leading, you're leading a group. Like I lead, I lead workshops and, I have to be the vulnerable. I have to be vulnerable. Right. right? Yeah. And that, that, it, that encourages other people to be vulnerable. Right. Because yes. I'm the, I'm the one not like, oh, I'm just going to be here and I'm going to wait for you to be vulnerable. And then I'll be vulnerable. Right. <laughs> and sometimes it's, it's really hard. It is really hard. If you need to be brave and courageous because when you're, when you're doing these workshops and you're being vulnerable, you're like, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I found when I started my business, in my mind, I had seen all these women and I thought they were all on pedestals. And I'm like, when I do, like, I just started putting like positive things on the internet. I'm like, I want everybody to be able to relate to me. And I don't ever want them to think I'm above them or I have this perfect life. And so that's where I started being vulnerable. And I didn't even realize what I was doing at the time. 
is because I was like, I don't ever want, I want people to know they can have whatever life they want. And because when I was looking at women, I just seen like their glory. And that was my take on it. Nothing on them. It was just me and my perspective of how I was viewing their life is because I only seen the good parts. And I was like, well, my life hasn't always been like that. So I could never have what they have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I can really relate to that. Right. I've pedestaled mentors of mine or like women that I look up to and I'm like, Oh, like their life, their life must be so great. Like they're, they're, their business is going great. This, this is, this is this, and this is that. And, and uh, yeah. And, and I really had to like, look at myself like, Oh, like, is that true? Do I really know? Right. And, and maybe, maybe the more I share what's happening be- behind the scenes of my life, maybe those people can be inspired by me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's such a beautiful thing to be vulnerable. I mean, it takes a lot of courage. It does. And sometimes it hurts. Um, but oh, it, yeah. I think it's a beautiful thing at the same time. Yeah. It, and it's like, it's one of those, it's one of those things, right? It's like, it's, it's like, it feels so good or like the other side of it can be incredible and the process no, and, and the process can suck. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, like it doesn't does because the the other end of it might be really beautiful and amazing and feel really good it no one said that the process didn't suck or the journey wasn't hard right it's like you know like even me me and talking about vulnerability like oh my god if someone told me five years ago that veronica you'd be teaching people how to be vulnerable like i would laugh in your face i'd be like no way (laughs) even my my mentors like there's someone uh that i worked with for a long time his name is Sean and he's like a, a friend of mine now, but when he looks at me now, he's like, Oh my God. Like if someone said that you were teaching vulnerability, I would, I would, I, he would have also laughed. Right. Because I was, so, it was so hard. It was so hard for me. Like I was so like fixated on looking good, sharing the cool parts of me, like, you know, um, wanting to be perfect and, you know, like not, not wanting other people to know my struggles. Right. I, I think it's because of the way we grew up, society, all the things, right? We want to totally. look a certain way. We have all these filters. And it's like, we got to be perfect. However, nobody's perfect. Totally, totally. Like, and, and yeah, like, and that was, that was, those are my filters, right? Like I grew up, you know, my dad, my dad wasn't very emotionally expressed. My mom, my mom and dad were fighting a lot. My mom, like, you know, was very, oh, it was very emotional and expressive, but her emotions were really like watered down and shut down. Right. So I thought emotions were bad and wrong. Right. I thought like, I, 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 and, and also it wasn't even just about my emotions. I also got bullied for many years. So I thought who I was being like, who I was authentically was bad and wrong. So I tried to be someone else. I tried to be different, uh, someone, someone other than me so that I can be liked. Uh Right. Because I think we, we in society have put, um, it's bad to cry or it's bad to be angry. You can't have these emotions. And it's like, yes, you can have these emotions in a healthy way. Like if you're angry, don't go out punching and fighting with everybody, but like do it in a healthy way. If it's kickboxing, if it's 
uh, going to the gym, running, punching the pillows. I've done that. I've smashed plates before because you have to release the anger, but we've been told, no, you're crazy. Keep that in. You can't act that way. Yeah. That's bad and wrong. You're, you're too much. Be smaller, be less than be nice, be a nice girl. Right. right. Like there's so much like good girl conditioning. Right. There is. Oh so, yeah. I love, I love that you smash plates and you punch pillows and, <laughs> and yeah. Like I remember, um, when I, I, I had a lot of anger, like, you know, when, before, you know, even though I was like doing a lot of personal growth and when I was working with my mentor, Sean, and he was coaching me and I thought I was crazy. Like, I'm like, I, I think I need to go to anger management. I'm like, I think there's something wrong with me. Like I was like blowing up and I didn't know how, even though I was contained in many ways and I was like doing personal development, but I like there were, I would have these like bursts of anger and I would take it out of my partner and I didn't know how to be with that. I didn't know how to like express my anger in a different way. And then, and then I found boxing and I like was, I was like obsessed with boxing. Right. And then, you know, now, now over the years, like I still have anger. Right. But I just, I learned how to like welcome it differently. Right. I like give myself space and time to, to transmute my anger or I can name it now. Like, Hey, like, Oh, that makes me angry. I feel fucking angry. I feel, or I feel pissed. Yeah. And I, and like, I, I'm, I'm holding that. Like, it's like, it's like, there's a difference between like you versus me. Like, I feel angry that this is happening. I'm pissed. Yeah. Like I like hold, like making sure like you are, you're like not containing your anger, but like you can hold your own anger, but, and still feel it in a way that's, that's authentic and not like making it that making it about them and making someone else hold your anger or fix something. Right. It's like, no, like, this is how I'm feeling. And this is what I'm, this is what I need. This is what I want. I find for me too, is cause I've done a lot of interpersonal work as well. And that it was a lot harder to deal and manage my anger. But now when I'm like, Oh, I feel it. It, it, I'm able to move through it faster. Like than I was before. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. I love that. It's true. It's like, I think a lot of us are afraid that like, you know, if we feel anger, we're just going to feel anger for for hours and hours and hours and days and days. And it's like never going to go away. Right. It's like the let, the more you welcome it and allow it to be there, the deeper it'll process and the quicker it'll process for you. Yeah. I think that's so good. Oh, so I just recently, we found each other in, um, in a group visible, visible AF. And I'm, I'm going to just for me, just speaking openly here, I was very, I know that I have shame because I felt uncomfortable with, like, I love the group. I absolutely love it. When I felt uncomfortable, I'm like, oh my goodness, there's work I need to do on myself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I love this group because they're so vulnerable in there. And I'm just like, wow, I like, I thought I was vulnerable, but they're, they're vulnerable in different ways. And how, like, have you been a part of this group for a while? Not long. I just, I just joined. Okay. Okay. So for me, um, I've never, it was always, um, for me growing up, you're a woman, you're a lady, you act a certain way you know, we don't talk about sex. Like I never got like a sex talk except for don't have it. 
name. <laughs> Don't do it. And I was like, but I heard it's fun. No, <laughs> but like, so then when I see some, some of these posts and I like, I feel so like, I hope that one day I can be as open as they are, but I'm in that uncomfortable state right now of feeling those emotions because I was so shamed when I was younger around sex and around the women, the woman's body and things like that. Right. That's beautiful. And, and even sharing that is, is vulnerable. Like, Hey, I don't know what to say. And I notice I have a lot of shame in sharing these judgments that I have about sexuality, about my body, about your body, about your posts. And I'm just like, I'm just with that right now. And I'm sitting in that, like, even that is like a beautiful post. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, like, wow. Like, thanks for sharing that. It does A lot of us think like we have to like work through the thing before we say it. <laughs> Hold on. Like, and, and if you do have to work through the thing before you say something, that's totally, that's totally fine too. Right. Like, I think we, we all move through our process the way we need to process. Right. right. We all move through what we need to process in our own way. Yeah. And so for me right there, I was nervous saying, cause I'm like, I don't want to offend anybody that is putting out what they want to. I don't want to offend them, but I'm like, but these are the feelings I'm ha- like in my body I'm having. I'm not saying what you're doing is wrong. Cause I don't think it's wrong. I'm like, ah, but I feel my shame and my judgment coming up. Yeah. It's powerful. Yeah. That's a, that is definitely an area that I've been like, really know I need to work on. So maybe that's my next step. Love it. Yeah. yeah I, I support you in, in, in naming that like, like, Hey, I know it's like, I'm triggered or like, I'm, I'm judging, I'm judging your post and I'm looking at that myself. Right. It's like, yeah, I, I celebrate that. Yeah. Well, thank <laughs> you so much. So tell me, do you, do you have any workshops going on right now? Where can everybody listening, find you, follow you if they want more. Yeah. So I'm very active on Instagram. You can find me at Veronica Clinis, or you can follow at Veronica, uh, at vulnerable AF. Um, I have workshops coming up in Austin. If you're listening and you're in Austin, I have a vulnerable AF workshop coming up at the end of the month. I also have a, a women's mastermind coming up in July. It's a one day women's mastermind in person here in Austin. Um, I also am coming out with my newest group program, brave as fuck. And that is all about being brave, opening your heart, um, sharing your voice, um, and being vulnerable on social media, being vulnerable in your life and your relationships and, 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 and creating the, the business that you want to create, the project that you want to put out into the world. Like, you know, I help you come up with that. So that's so awesome. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Um, and I also offer one-on-one lioness activation sessions, so oh, can you explain time. what that is a little? Yeah. Yeah. So I help women um, really meet their inner lioness and evoke their, their lioness and invoke their hunger, their desire. And I help them create what they want to create into the world or put, and put out into the world. Like I, I help you come up. It's like an embodied creativity session. And I help you, you know, put all your ideas together. I listen to all your ideas and I come up with a, with a map for you on how to share it, how to voice it. And maybe it's in your relationships. Maybe it's in your business. I help you, you know, really meet that, that lioness, that, that courage that you have. And then we, 
we like really take a look at like, what do you want? And, and, and come up with a, a plan for it. So that's really fun. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I know that you're doing amazing work. So keep doing what you're doing. And just thank you for sharing everyone and being vulnerable because I know this work is not easy, but it's much needed. Thank you, Holly. And thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and following along. I would love to hear what you have found most valuable in today's episode. Please leave a review here on the podcast so that I can keep sharing these amazing tools and knowledge that I pick up along the way on my healing journey. If you are not already following me on social media, join me there where I share my daily life and inspirations throughout the day by following Holly Finucane on Instagram or Facebook. I love each and every single one of you, and I believe we all have the power and the ability to heal. I can't wait to connect with you and hear how your healing journey is going. Make sure to go out there and spread some love and kindness throughout the day. Love you all.